0: i'm debbie Georgiadis. welcome to my show america can we talk today we're going to talk about propaganda power and the california's new sex change for kids law vaccines and veritas in australia and zero equals 3.5 trillion and other hoaxes and of course i'll tell you why these stories matter to you stay tuned
1: Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth.
0: And Hello again and welcome to America Can We Talk and to today's First Five, I'm Debbie Georgiatis. If you're watching a moment ago, we had a little glitch in the system, but we are starting over, just had a system um, interruption, and now we're back, on, back rolling. On the First Five today, I want to talk about a law that was just signed uh, in California by Governor Newsom, he who recently survived the recall effort, Governor Newsom signed a law that essentially says, hospitals and healthcare providers can provide abortions and sex change treatment, uh, transition uh, treatment for children without notifying, not just only without the consent of the parents, without notifying the parents for kids 12 years and older. I want you to think about that for a second. This is California, the legislature inserting itself and saying essentially if a child, now you think back to how mature you were when you were 13 or 12, and how other people you know as adults were when they're 12 or 13, those age kids can now in California pursue and receive gender transition treatment, actual whether it is just the uh, the beginnings of it, the chemical part of it, or the actual gender transition, without the knowledge or consent of their parents, because the state of California, the government, has made it so. The new law actually relates to insurance regulation, basically says hospitals are relieved of their obligation to run these kinds of procedures by the policyholder. Uh, in insurance policies so that the kids can receive the service that will be covered by the insurance policy without the parents ever knowing they may find out eventually, of course, when they lo and behold get a bill say, wow, what was this deductible? What do we owe for this for? But I want on a very serious note, I want to just talk about the implications of that. Standing alone, everyone Every sentient adult in America understands there are 12 and 13-year-olds and all the way up to 20-year-olds who simply are still not actually mature adults. They may think lots of crazy things when they're young people. The idea that now in California, parents, the primary building block of, the, of our entire culture and society, the family, parents not only can have their child come home and say, hey, by the way, you know what I started today or you know what I did, But parents have no role even in consent ahead of time or even being informed. And while it is a one massive issue, which I'm not going to dive into today, has to do with whether or not the idea of a child having uh, thoughts about being the opposite gender is something that as many uh, specialists have pointed out, you know, kids have a lot of thoughts. And by the time, in fact, many specialists have pointed out, even kids who, who seriously say they want to gender transition, they actually think that's what they want. It's a boy who wants to be a girl, a girl wants to be a boy, that usually by the time they are through adolescence, those kinds of yearnings or interests or inclinations dissipate. It's a thing they might go through. And so it's one thing to go through it and have counseling and have your parents' encouragement and support and perhaps other kinds of counseling you would seek. Uh, Instead, the idea is the state stepping in and saying, um, you know, we're just going to ev- eliminate all of that and let these young children decide for themselves. That is bad enough, and it's really wrong. It's outrageous. I did notice that in the California Senate, of the 40 members of the California State Senate, nine are Republican, all nine signed on to a letter. To Governor Newsom, saying, "Please don't sign this bill. Do, this is don't sign this bill. This is outrageous." But they have, as you know, California Republicans have no power politically. But the other aspect of this, I want point and I want to make about this story in this first five is this. You remember we talked about a few weeks ago, uh, and we've talked about periodically um, over over many years in my show, uh, that back in 1963, communism's 45 goals were read into the congressional record. This is 1963, and someone took communism's goals of spreading essentially communism around the world taken from a book written by someone who had studied it and basically said, these are the ways, these are the methods and means we're going to use to eventually bring America the free to its knees and have America the free just surrender to communism. Let me tell you at number 40 in that list of 45, discredit the family as an institution. I mean, Communism and, and Marxism, by the way, Karl Marx wrote extensively about this. Not just that he wanted to have the government own the means of production, he wrote extensively and specifically about the idea that the family unit must be eviscerated. You don't want families, you don't want individuals thinking they have rights. The family unit was a, a roadblock, in his view, to having government-controlled society under Marxism. Uh, number one, number forty-one in the communist goals was emphasize the need to raise children away from the. Next negative influence of their parents attribute prejudices mental blocks and retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents when i tell you that we are in a phase in america it's not just in america it's around the world communism Marxism, socialism are on the rise in the world. This is a massive force sweeping the world. In fact, we're going to have a great guest on our show this coming Thursday, a gentleman in America right now from Peru. You may not know, the communists have now taken over Peru. And so the communists, the government is now communists, and the people of Peru are trying to fight to hold on to some semblance of freedom. He is going to be talking about how it happens, how, how they fell into it, what to watch for here. But when I talk about the, the big influences shaping America's future, communism, Marxism, socialism have been on the march ever since they began. They've been on the march in America. And so what you while this bill in California I'm describing that says basically kids can have sex changes without their parents' knowledge or consent... Uh, bad enough as it, as it is by itself, it's also feeding and enabling this Communist Party agenda of ridding society of the influence of families, parents on children. They also definitely try, the Communist goal is to eviscerate religion, the, the place of religion in society and in, in communities and in culture. And so this is also, this uh, new law in California also strikes away at the role that faith plays in many families' instances. Many parents want to teach their children, you know, that you are created by God. You are created in God's image and likeness, and God made you a boy or God made you a girl. If you have the state telling you, as you do in California public schools, starting in kindergarten, that you don't really need to listen to your parents, yet you may, you know, they may have told you you're a boy or you're a girl, but you can be anything you want and you can change your mind. You can be anyone of 52 genders, you can be anything you want. This is a state interfering with parents teaching of their faith, passing on their religious beliefs to their children, and interference with the primary, the the primacy of the family unit as a unit that that shapes and molds children so that they can grow up to become responsible adults. This law in California, ugly as it is, all by itself is also just another indicator, another step, another um, another. If you're trying to document or keep track of all the ways in which America is being attacked, this is one of them. Undermine the family, undermine the role of parents, undermine the role of faith. Governments can step in and be your daddy, and governments can step in and be your mommy, and governments can tell you what's right and wrong, and you don't have to listen to those silly, antiquated ideas your parents have. That's happening in California, it's happening around the world. And so if you're not a member of the show, you should join by Thursday so you can join in this amazing interview we're going to have on Thursday with this gentleman from Peru who's going to tell you how communism is destroying that country. But here in America, we are documenting, and this show and many others, the ways in which America, the great, the free, the strong, is being undermined. But I want to close out the first five on a positive note. America, the... The identity of America that comes from the Declaration of Independence, that comes from the Constitution, America, the historic, the, the country in the world, the singular country in the world that has stood for the rule of law, the rights of individuals to live in freedom, the right of each person to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, the right of each individual to be treated as equal, all men created equal. That America, the real America, the America that that gave birth to the free market system, and the whole concept of freedom in America and capitalism in the land of opportunity and abundance and the land of the uh, free and the people people in the world that gave the world a picture of this idea that yes, actually men can live in freedom. Men and women can live in freedom. America has had that role historically. They still have it today. And I'm here to tell you, the majority of Americans still want that. The majority of Americans still want America, the brave, the strong, the free. They do not want this ugly, Marxism, socialism, and communism—that is, that is attacking America. I'm going to give you many examples say throughout our show of the idea that yes, government controls society. The mission of the anti-American left, the socialist left, is to take control of American society, and in, and they are full bore on track, steam you know steam train coming down the tracks, bulldozer over America. They are trying to push this everything about the leftist agenda on the American people, and I'm here to tell you. That the majority of Americans don't want it, and more and more Americans are standing up, and eventually, eventually, America—the great, the strong, the free, the brave—must win. And that, my very fine friends, is today's first five. So I want to um, mention some uh, talk about vaccines in Veritas in Australia. You know. Um, these this one organization project veritas which is run founded by james o'keefe run by him and they basically uh do the job of seeking they they have undercover people who uh get comments from people who don't realize they're being recorded and normally that seems kind of sneaky but what they're doing is they're helping to expose what many wrongdoers and evil doers are doing helping to expose what they really think the real agenda the real mission outside of what they present to the public. I will tell you, as I've said a thousand times on this show, leftists achieve their agenda by hiding it. Leftists do not run on, they do not campaign on what they intend to do to America once they have power. They get power and then they impose all the tyranny which we're watching right now in America today, but they don't run on it. They don't tell you what they're going to do. So one great thing about Project Veritas, they get under the under the um, radar recordings of people. They send in their own troops and they record people who are think they're speaking confidentially to someone, and they're telling the real agenda. Well, they've been really, really great on the subject of the vaccines. and the the vaccine mandates and what doctors really think, and what healthcare providers really think. Recently played on a show, an undercover video made by Project Veritas, that was doctors inside the hospital who are basically saying, when they didn't know they're being recorded, these COVID-19 vaccines are full of the S word. They are, the the doctor's acknowledging they don't report deaths when they should, that that these vaccines are killing and hurting people. These are doctors are saying when no one can hear them. Well, there was another one released. This is clip seven, Matt the Wonderful. Uh, clip seven, Project Veritas released another video uh, of these are from Johnson and Johnson employees. And basically, there are three major companies in America that have produced the COVID-19 vaccines. Johnson and Johnson is one of them, and there's Pfizer and there's Moderna. Pfizer and Moderna, before we go to that clip, Pfizer and Moderna are the ones that have the mRNA in them. And they actually literally change your DNA, change your RNA. And that was the subject of when I talked to you yesterday, I think there was a, an, an army doctor, a, a woman doctor who's uh, employed by the army, whose job it is to certify that army pilots are capable, are fit are ready for flight. She has to say, yeah, you're healthy enough, stamped approved, yes, you can fly. She is now saying that the vaccines with mRNA in them are so dangerous and deadly that she will now no longer certify as flight worthy any pilot who has had the COVID-19 vaccine. I'm going to go more to her points in just a moment. What she said and I talked about yesterday, but first I want to ask Matt if we can play clip seven. This is Project Veritas talking to people who are with Johnson & Johnson, the other manufacturer of a COVID-19 vaccine. So if it were your kid, if it were your kid, Mm -hmm. would you get them vaccinated? I don't think they need it. So, what would you say? Homeschool school or get the vaccine?
1: I don't think it could needs to get it. It's a kid. You know? You have to get the vaccine, you're a kid. You know? meet scientists justin durant and regional business lead brandon shat officials with pharma giant johnson and johnson both men echo startling admissions about their own company's COVID vaccine and their concerns on long-term repercussions for children okay. do right Not something that's a problem, so- unknown down the road.
0: So would you say we don't know the repercussions of it?
1: I mean, how could you? Right? There's nobody who's 30 years in that said, hey, I got the vaccine and I don't have a third eyeball. So what do you think this is about? Do you think it's about the money? Politics, money. Okay, so then if you think that babies, like, don't need to get vaccinated, then why do you think there's such a on pushfire. Justin Durant, scientist at Johnson & Johnson, is clear on one thing. Don't get this vaccine. And he doesn't want you to know that he said that. He even texted our journalist reminding her to keep what he said secret saying if the public found out he could get in mad trouble. I should
0: tell her to not get the Johnson & Johnson
1: one. Don't get the Johnson & Johnson one. It's not you toy. Okay. It's not a toy. It's not a toy. It's not a toy. Despite these doubts, Duran appears to embrace his company's role in pushing policies that quote, inconvenience the unvaccinated into second rate citizens. No. No. Um, that can, uh, affects the pop-in. So it's like, yeah. you don't work are the, you know, really. <laughs> the line, yeah, I mean, if you can't work, that's why, like, you know, like a second-rate citizen, you can't do anything about normal citizens. Inconvenience them to the point that's where it's like, <laughs> it's the odd, like not the odds, but like, just, like, just, like, just, like, and as to what the media is saying about the Johnson and Johnson vaccine? So you
0: said I shouldn't. Trust the media.
1: In no capacity, she's weird. <laughs> Anything that
0: Okay, folks, I have to tell you, these are Johnson & Johnson employees, obviously, so this is different from a clip I'm going to play in a moment, which is an FDA official, but you have to understand these people understand that the vaccines being pushed by Johnson & Johnson is now saying, yeah, we have a great vaccine for kids. Hey, line up, everyone should get it. They understand kids shouldn't be getting it. And actually, if you listen to my show very often and heard the experts I've had on, including uh, I had a Dr. Angelina Farella two weeks ago or so, a pediatrician uh, from the Houston area, who's saying there's exactly zero reason any child should get any COVID-19 vaccine. Actually, not uh, medically indicated, not necessary, and dangerous to children. And the disease itself, as she went through in great painstaking detail, children are, are virtually... Immune, not immune from, but children, if they do get COVID, they have mild cases. The survival rate of a child who does get COVID is like 0.0000 something or other percent. It's only kids with some pre-existing condition who have a serious problem with COVID. And so like every other adult in America, the idea that the uh, this COVID-19 is survivable and is something that we had uh, plenty of effective medications to treat, but somehow our society has gotten not just our society, our world, laser-focused on forcing the vaccine. Laser-focused. These guys, these two you're just hearing, in fact, I won't read you one other statement. Uh, the guy who was a scientist, Justin Durant, he said, uh, yeah, he said the part you did here, don't get the Johnson Johnson COVID vaccine, I didn't tell you that though, winking. And the other guy, Schatt, S-C-H-A-D-T, uh, said, Johnson & Johnson, the company itself, is like stepping in the best-smelling pile of S-H-I-T, you can step in. They are mocking their own company's product. They're saying you shouldn't be getting it. And yet they work for the company, and their public face is saying, yeah, you know what? You just make life so difficult for people until they get the vaccine that everybody gets it just because they want to get back to normal. They get it because you pressure them. And I want to tell you the other attitude you're hearing out of uh, officials related to, to COVID vaccines. And this isn't out of an FDA official an actual FDA, Food and Drug Administration official, who was uh, quoted previously. This was in another Project Veritas video, which I didn't get to this part in playing it. But in that video, this guy, this FDA official, was saying, you know, actually, he was taunting the idea that some people... Don't want to get the vaccine and and aren't cooperating with this push for everyone to get the COVID 19 vaccine. And he said basically, you know what we ought to do? We ought to just blow dart it at them. I mean, literally talking about people you realize aren't vaccinated. You ought to just put the vaccine in a blow dart and shoot it at them and just force them to get vaccinated. He talked about knocking on doors and saying, yeah, yeah, we're just here for your minor little shot, and then just forcing them to get the vaccine. This is a guy who is bought onto the mission of the forcing you to get. What you don't want because they know better than you what you should have. This, Matt, the wonderful, is clip. So, what happened, by the way? So, this guy got caught saying this on a, on a Project Veritas video. And then, as a follow up, someone ran into him um, in public, and, and someone from, from Project Veritas and just said, hey, you know, do you want to stand by these statements? What do you think? So, this is clip six, Matt.
1: I'll say that, actually. Uh, it's, uh, Taylor... Taylor Lee? Yep. Oh, yeah. Do you mind giving me a comment on some statements you've made? I remember reading about how, with COVID trials, they were having an issue recruiting African-American people. I can't blame them. I can't, but at the same time, like, blow dart. If I was unvaccinated, would you, you know, hypothetically want to shoot me with a blow dart? Yeah, no, I don't want to talk about this, thank you. I understand you may not want to talk about this, but this is your opportunity to, to speak. There needs to be a registry of the people who aren't vaccinated. Although that's sounding very Germany. The Germany that you're thinking of? is not Germany. I mean, think about it like the Jewish stuff. Would you like to give some, some context to these statements? So if they start handing out vaccines, I'm gonna go door to door and stab everyone. Oh, it's just your booster shot. Stick your arm out. Exactly. What's that? Oh, it's just a vitamin C shot. You have nothing to say. You're just going to pack up and and now leave. You're an employee of the FDA, and uh, sir, you're really just going to just scatter out. Classic, a scurry. Once someone sees their own statements, nothing to say now.
0: I just want you to absorb that. That's an FDA. First of all, it looks like a smart-out 12-year-old, but that is an FDA adult employee. Who got caught making statements to Project Veritas, where he's very much not just, you know, kind of snarky, but he's very serious, it appears, about the idea that you just force these people to get vaccines and you blow dart it into them, you knock on doors and pretend it's a vitamin C shot, and you treat everyone who doesn't get this COVID shot as a second-class citizen. He analogi- he analogized it to the Jewish star in Nazi Germany. And there is a great deal of talk around the world of making a registry of who's vaccinated and which vaccines they got and then which updates they got and who got the booster shot and who didn't get it. That's what the vaccine passports are all about. The vaccine passports are the idea in America: we're going to force you to get this vaccine. We're going to force it, whether you like it or not, regardless of all the side effects now being exposed, regardless of the fact that over 15,000 Americans, on the low end, those are reported deaths from the COVID vaccine, uh, COVID nineteen vaccine that reported in the VAERS database, the CDC keeps, of people who've been harmed or killed by the vaccines, over 15,000 killed by these vaccines, and yet you have the government, the president, I'll tell you about him in just a moment, President Biden, you have a range of federal officials just on a mission from hell to force America to go along with this vaccine. And yet, no no commentary yet, no acknowledgement that for virtually 99% of all of America, COVID is completely survivable. I mean, most people get some people get a mild case, some people get a serious case. We have medications that have been completely effective in treating, especially early treatment, treating COVID. We have we've had ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, budesonide. We have treatments that have been long available, very effective, and you have the government repressing effective treatments and yet pushing the vaccine as though the rest of us are all going to just I mean that we'll we'll all die unless everyone's forced to get the vaccine. There is no rational. Rationality to what the government is doing—no rationality at all. So I want to just—I um, want to share that project Veritas, thing, and I have a bunch of videos I want to show you today. I'll tell you one other quick thing before I hit some of these videos. One is that uh, yeah, he who occupies uh, the uh, White House right now—I can't call him president because I don't think he won, because I think he's not mentally sentient. He's not really there. He's not running the country. But he who occupies. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, uh, was interviewed. He allegedly on film got a booster shot for his COVID vaccine uh, on screen, you know, showing a big guy he is, he gets his shot and he's asked by a reporter, he gets up. And I think I didn't get a chance, yeah, I didn't get a chance to send this to Matt. no, I don't think I did. So, okay, I'll just tell you. So this reporter says to him, so, you know, Mr. Uh, President, what do you think? You know, uh, how are we doing, basically, on getting uh, every America vaccinated? What do you think? And the question was, how many Americans need to be vaccinated for us to get back to normal? So that's the question to Joe Biden. How many Americans need to be vaccinated for us to get back to normal? And I want to tell you, before I tell you what he said, that. There have been many, many reports about herd immunity being reached uh, at, at already in America, all over the world. Uh, and, and yet his answer was 97 or 98%. I think we'll get awful close. He's saying 97 or 98% of Americans have to, get, have to get vaccinated for us to get back to normal. And he goes on after that and blah, blah, blah. But I want to tell you that if, if anything, if, if he were really in charge, which he's not, he doesn't—he doesn't know what's going on. Someone's really in charge of America, is not him. But whoever really is, this concept that he would say, uh, sitting in the office of the presidency, the idea that we're going to have America 97 to 98 percent vaccinated should strike fear in the hearts of every American, because many Americans are not going to go along with this, and we're going to talk about them in a moment, aren't going to go along with this because they read, because they think, because they actually read the studies coming out all over the country, they read like the story I, I, I share with you the other day about the do, the army doctor I mentioned earlier. The, the uh, woman army doctor's job it is to validate whether uh, army pilots are healthy enough to fly. She won't let them fly if they have had the vaccine. She recounts in her affidavit that she's filed in conjunction with a lawsuit filed by the uh, America's frontline doctors, trying to get a temporary restraining order against the Department of Defense order that basically said everyone has to get vaccinated. Those affidavits have stories of perfectly healthy, I mean, Olympic level, healthy, strong people completely disabled by their vaccines, dying within two weeks of receiving their vaccines. is story after story after story after story of people harmed by the vaccines. And yet you have in the presidency and you have around the country this just this hysterical effort to force the vaccines on America. I want to share a few other stories about the, what's happening with the vaccines. Um, one was, um, this is in America before I get to uh, abroad, what's happening in Italy and Australia. But in America, you have had now dozens dozens of Massachusetts state troopers, they resigned en masse, meaning as a group. They just said, we're not getting the vaccine. Massachusetts state troopers, these have to be healthy. I mean, to be a state trooper, you've got to be in pretty good shape. I mean, you have to be able to you know, run after and catch the bad guys. you got to be in good shape. They've got to be healthy. They won't take the vaccine. You have now health care workers in the state of New York a, a higher court upheld the order saying all health care workers in New York must get the vaccine. And so they're quitting. They won't do it. Because, not because they're stubborn, not because they're anti-every-vax and not because they're you know, not anti-vaccine people. They are as puzzled as every sane American is. As to as to why the hysteria has emerged out of the federal government and governments around the world to force a vaccine uh, when you have a disease which even though it did cause many deaths early on and every death is a tragedy and every death is sad early on we had not figured out that there were very effective remedies hydroxychloroquine budesna ivermectin all there, there's a protocol that follows that zinc and, and vitamin c and all of that but the doctors who did figure that out early on and tried to report that to the federal government and made statements have been vilified. They have had their medical licenses challenged. Uh, they've, had, they've been subject to hearings before state medical boards attacked for saying, I found something that works. You want to see what it is? I found something that works. Let me show you. So, uh, we have these. So, we have the Massachusetts story, uh, state troopers. We ha- In New York, um, they've had some of the major hospitals. Uh, they're now saying, well, okay, um, you know, these people who refuse to get vaccinated, I think it was as of last night, midnight last night. So, now they're bringing in National Guard troops to replace, seriously, National Guard troops who are sufficiently trained, allegedly, to take the positions of the health care workers who won't get the vaccines uh, in New York State. I mean they they and, and you know why don't I just, just step back and make this other point. If you're in the government, if you're a Fauci or anyone else in the government and you had the information we now have available, you had doctors telling you we are essentially finding that all of these treatments I've mentioned today and other ones being developed are extremely effective. They keep people out of the hospitals. And that once they get on the ventilator, the survival rate's very, very small. If you let people in the hospital and the hospitals are blocking access to the most effective medications for COVID, and so they're in the hospital and all the hospital can do eventually is put them on ventilators and they're dying. If you're in the government and you had that data and you know you're talking to real doctors who actually treat patients, and you recognized that the American people were increasingly resistant to the vaccine mandates, increasingly resistant to the vaccine passports, and you had the data that the CDC has that is showing you and telling you how lethal these vaccines are, and how you've had, you know, fifteen thousand the number now is above fifteen thousand deaths and the hundreds of thousands of serious injuries done to Americans by just in America by these vaccines, why wouldn't you reconsider your policy? Why? I mean, actually ask yourself that. Ask them that. Why not reconsider? Why not say, why beyond it just hell bent mission to get everyone vaccinated and then to pick up, to understand, and then you have to get a booster, and then, and I want to make this point now before I play a bunch of, I brought a bunch of videos for today, um, but I want to make this point about uh, what's going on with with the vaccines. I had a a doctor scheduled for today's show. He had a a family emergency come up. He's going to come on sometime soon, but he was going to be talking about the idea that this new uh, Delta variant, that now the numbers are shooting up again, it's not COVID-19, the new Delta variant, he says, is perfectly treatable by all the medications I just mentioned, ivermectin, and design blah, blah. But, is, but there's going to be, have to be, if we go down this, everything must require vaccination. The COVID-19 vaccine does not do anything to help you with the Delta variant. There's going to have to be a new vaccine to deal with the Delta variant and then to deal with other new variants. I'm getting at the point, if you think... If you've been deluded into thinking that somehow if every American were just given and get vaccinated, that everything could then couldn't get back to normal, you have no idea what's happening. You do not understand what's happening. This is not a get through this emergency and then we'll get life back to normal plan. This is not what's going on. And it's important to understand that because some people do get vaccinated thinking, well, OK, OK, I'll get vaccinated and everyone go back to normal life. It's not. If, you, if we allow this, as American citizens, to become the 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 cliff over which we just dive over and say, you know what, we give up our freedom, anything you tell us to do, just tell us what to do so we can have our life back, you'll never get your life back. That's not the point of all that's happening. You're not hearing the government say, you know, we're going to stop with, with the mandatory vaccines, we're going to stop with the vaccine passports, we're going to stop with the shutting down businesses, we're going to stop you're not hearing that. We are at a serious crisis point in America because the government is using the existence of COVID-19 as an excuse to take away your freedom and to change the way we Americans think about freedom, that we wait to be told whether we're allowed to go out of the house, what we're allowed to do. This is what we are watching in America. So and and by the way, In New York City, as one example, they now have a vaccine passport. You have to have one to be able to get into public facilities like restaurants and movie theaters, and gyms, and just public buildings, they have this vaccine passport thing. And you don't hear very much about this, but I want to tell you that people are actually protesting. You may not hear this um, on the mainstream media because they don't share it with you, but we had in New York City, um, this is actually a uh, clip three, uh, Matt, mean, clip three, and this was this is like a five minute clip. I just took a little portion of it to show you. There was a big protest in New York City against the vaccine mandates, of the vax pass. How many of you saw this in the news? I mean, and I'm telling you because there are people, and I'm, I'm telling you, it's the majority of people. They don't want to agree that you, we're going to surrender our freedom for the rest of time because the government is, is deciding that to keep you safe, we have to tell you when you can go out and whether you can go out and whether you can go to restaurants and what you have to stick in your body in order to be free to go to a restaurant. So this was a protest in New York City. This is clip three, Matt. And went on into the evening, it was a very long video, they were there, they went on the evening, and I'm just getting at, You never see this, but actually, people are rising up. They need to be encouraged by each other to say, yeah, we're not going to, it's not just, this is not a, this is not me saying, stand up against all vaccines, because I don't feel that way, I don't think that way. This is me saying, stand up against vaccine mandates. Stand up against the idea that the government can permanently remove your freedom if you don't comply with their vaccine demands, especially in the context of these facts, of the number of deaths caused by this vaccine and the dangers from the vaccine, as recorded now by many doctors, and because we have effective treatments for the vaccine, that for the COVID-19, that therefore make it unnecessary for people to get the vaccine. I want to make one other point before I launch on the rest of these. I, oh, actually, there's another one in New York. And I may not even play it. I, I will skip. I think we're gonna um, skip clip five. But in Staten Island Mall, so in New York City, Staten Island, there's a mall. And there was actually a big protest at a mall because the mall has a mask mandate. I assume they have the vaccine passport thing. And they just had a bunch of people go in the mall and say, you know what? We were allowed to go shopping. This is America. We're allowed to go to the mall. And they had a big happy group in this mall basically just celebrating their freedom and I think these things are happening more and more, and people are encouraging each other to say, you know, we have to band together to stop this crazy that's coming out of our government. I'm going to skip that one because it's going to end up get, uh, making the show too long. So, so we had clip three, we had clip five. I want to make one other point before I get to Australia, and that is this. Back to my first topic today about what the government did in California and said they've essentially, they've essentially said parents have no role. Kids can do. Whatever, kids can get gender transition without parents' knowledge or consent, which is absurd. Part of the reason, and I want to talk about this a lot going forward, it is the way society's thought is shifted by propaganda. Because if you had told us 20 years ago in America that we would have a state law a state law in any place that would say that a child can get gender transition treatment and surgery without parental knowledge or consent, you would have said, that's ridiculous, that would never happen here. But the way propaganda works, it works to seeds like a a snake slithering in, Uh, it slithers its way, bad, wrong ideas. Slither their way into American society. So now you have—I'm going to guess—a fair number of Californians, and maybe even the majority, say, "Well, you know what? You know, these you know—gender uh, misclass- misclassification, uh, gender modification is perfectly understandable. Everyone knows it's very normal. It's just as uh, you know, American as apple pie. And you know, if these parents won't let the kids do it, then we ought to help them. I mean, that idea." denies the existence of, for many families who believe that life comes from God, denies the existence of God-given identity, denies biology. I mean, your DNA and your gender is implanted in every cell of your body from your conception. That is undeniable science. So you have... The, you have the whole concept of gender being mutilated and tortured in public thought over decades to where now this seems kind of normal. Yeah, okay, you know, I guess we ought to just let kids do, be whatever gender they want. And, and we have allowed loud propaganda. This is, and again, I, I talk about the communist agenda, it is that it is the um, destruction of the idea of our American culture and society rooted in uh, truth, rooted in the idea of the Judeo-Christian scriptures that we have, we have God-given identity. So propaganda is number one, change the way we think about issues, but number two, propaganda from the left also changes the way we think about each other. Because we have, out of leftists who buy into every left-wing idea there is, you have a growing sense of outrage in the the, uh, gender reassignment stuff. You have people just outraged. How could you be so insensitive? And how could you not let this 12-year-old, he clearly wants to change his gender. And who are you to say he can't? The propagandists both change how we think of issues and how we think of each other. They cause us to turn each, against each other as, as enemies. So back to COVID, it's the same thing happening with COVID. I will tell you, I have a very good friend who's a big liberal. I mean, big lib, yes, I have liberal friends, don't tell anybody. She believes in the vaccines, you know, really, really loves the vaccines, you know, wanted to be the first in line to get it. And she is outraged at people who won't get the vaccine outraged. I mean, just thinks that they should be, they should have to stay home. They shouldn't be allowed to go to work. They shouldn't be allowed to go anywhere. You shouldn't be allowed to go to restaurants. They shouldn't be allowed to fly. They shouldn't be allowed to do anything until they get the vaccine. All manner of facts, such as it is the vaccinated more likely to be spreading COVID because they're carrying more of it in their noses and their mouths, they're carrying more of it. They are, the vaccinated are not free from getting COVID. And all of the, tr- I mean, every argument you could make that would say, well, you know, really there are other ways to treat COVID 19 besides the vaccines, all these great treatments, uh, survivability is 99%. Why are you so hysterical and angry at people who won't get the vaccine? She couldn't even answer that. And you could present all these facts and, and, and data and actual statements by doctors, and the answer is, Everyone has to get the vaccine. It's just the rule. Just get the vaccine. This is how propaganda works. People stop thinking. They stop thinking. They stop reading. They stop reasoning. They take what the propaganda is and they make it their own, and you cannot beat it out of them with with an encyclopedia full of facts. They don't care. They've settled in. The answer is must get vaccine. Everyone must get vaccine. And, and, and any objections are to be uh, eliminated, ignored, um, and you must be punished until you get it. So. I wanted to say all that because I think that on, on the subject of many, many subjects in America, we're watching the outcome of a great deal of propaganda having been spread around. On the case of COVID, the propaganda, the just overwhelming, what you're supposed to believe and must believe is that vaccines are uh, highly effective, very safe, never to be questioned, and everyone should get it. And there basically are no exceptions. That's the vaccine propaganda. Facts be damned. That's what you have to believe. So on to where we're, how we're getting. So we have this protest in New York. We have the Massachusetts uh, state troopers resigning en masse. You have the New York hospital workers quitting because they refuse to get the vaccine. And many other places of vaccine protest is happening. The reason I want to encourage this is not because I'm so anti-vaccine. I'm anti this vaccine, but not anti-vaccine generally, but I am pro-freedom. And I want Americans to think about what happens if you agree the government can simply run your life and control you, Because they found a new scary disease, and you better be afraid of it. And this is what the real battle is, my friends. It's about whether or not who holds on to freedom, who holds the power in America. Is it the government that's going to control your life, the rest of your life, and do not think for a moment that once COVID vaccines are done, and if everyone got the COVID vaccine, do not think for a moment that your life is going to be back to normal. The government isn't going to let normal happen, because this has been a ticket to enable them to expand their power and control your life more and more. Now, I want to uh, just uh, juxtapose what's happening here to what's happening in Australia. Uh, By the way, at my summit last weekend, I had Katie uh, Hopkins speak, who is a British citizen, and she was describing for the people at my summit what life is like in the UK, which is essentially because of COVID, even if you're vaccinated. You can't go out without a mask. And you can only go out certain days, certain times, and to certain places. So if you leave your home and you're not headed to the grocery store or the drug store or a doctor's appointment, uh, you can get turned around by the police and sent back. Literally, they're living like in a police state in the UK. Now turn to Australia. Australia has gotten to be in a similar way. So in Australia, you have many, many, many mandates about where you can be, when you're allowed to be out, wearing masks. I only have a couple of videos to share with you. Uh, One is clip one. This I just want to show you this clip of this woman in Australia. Clip one. Okay, you would think this lady robbed a bank, right? This lady, out with her kids, with four kids, was arrested, handcuffed, and she's eventually carted off for being in public without a mask. This is how outrageous it's gotten in Australia. And on the mask point, I'm assuming if you listen to my show, you already know this, but there have been study after study after study leading up before COVID came along that made crystal clear that masks do not do anything to protect you from viruses. Viruses, the COVID-19 virus is as tiny as one 1,000th one of the, the uh, width of one piece of human hair. That's how tiny the COVID the COVID virus vaccine COVID virus is. Masks do nothing. Many studies show this. And all of a sudden, the mask mandate came along. And even Fauci had said masks don't do anything. No reason to mask, they don't do anything with viruses. But all of a sudden, we're in this police state propagandized mentality. Oh, yeah, masks gotta happen. So this lady carted off with her four kids watching and crying because she was in public without a mask. One more in Australia. This is clip two in Australia. Watch how this guy is treated.
1: No, yeah,
0: Bad give mark. us some space. Watch those girls, watch those back girls. Back up, what do you mean? Up. Up. I'm You're not right. doing anything. You don't
1: need
0: to I, what do you mean? Watch those girls. I literally am standing
1: here eating my like a bag. No, not all right. How are you meant to calm down when people are doing this? Now, we, saw, we saw your friend up here earlier on. Uh, okay, let me make it cut off.
0: This guy is handcuffed because he was in public. You can see he's in a park in public smoking a cigarette without a mask. I mean, I don't like smoking, but you know what? You obviously can't have a cigarette if you have a mask on. That's what he was arrested for. And these, I could, we could spend a whole show showing you videos from Australia about the astonishing police force presence in Australia. I mean, literally uh, handcuffing, dragging people out of their cars, handcuffing, dragging them off, for not having masks. I mean, this is a, Australia has gone full police state on the subject of COVID. One last protest I want to show This is in Australia. This was a a nurses protest, Australian nurses, uh, who are also protesting. Here you go. This is clip four. Warning. They say informed consent, but working in vax clinics, multiple vax clinics multiple testing sites the message i'm hearing from the public is the fact that they're agreeing but reluctantly is you know 90 percent of the people who are vaccinating are there because they want their freedoms back they want to go and visit their families they want to travel they want to go to the pub that's not the right reason to make a medical decision Okay. So that that in Australia then that, that got shut down. That was a nurse as you can see they're socially distanced, they have their masks on, they're holding signs. That got shut down. And it's just nurses pointing out if you can I love their accent by the way, but she's saying people are not getting vaccines because they want them. They're getting vaccines because they otherwise can't have any freedom. And so all over Australia, they've been having protests, they've had truck driver protests in Australia, even in Italy, also on massive police state mode over COVID. In Italy, they had truck drivers trying to block access to major cities. They had farmers trying to block access to uh, as uh, supplies are being moved along from the farms. People in the world are rising up. And you know, it's the most interesting. Um, I don't know, interesting is too nice a word, is the most compelling, alarming observation. What in the world is it that is driving these uh, mask mandators, these COVID vaccine passport mandators, these uh, COVID vaccine mandates, what is driving them? I mean, at one point, they would say, well, safety and trying to keep everybody safe. But the facts about COVID don't justify what they're doing. And so you have to ask yourself, because to me, it's becoming alarming. You see people saying about Australia, if Americans don't stand up now, draw the line now, you cannot take away personal liberty because of a virus. You can't take away long-term societal liberty because of the existence of a virus, and you can't take away personal health care freedom and say to people, you can't leave your home until you get a vaccine, regardless of how deadly it is, regardless of the fact that you have other available means to treat COVID. And I'll tell you something else that's been truly amazing. The people who have had COVID and, and recovered, and they have antibodies, There are medical people all over pointing out that when you've had COVID and you have the antibodies, You are immune. You're better off. than You're more immune. You're more protected than those who've had the virus. In fact, one doctor on my show, Dr. Peter McCullough, is making the point. If you've had COVID and you have the antibodies, you will never get it again. You won't get COVID again, and there's no reason to take the vaccine. But even in the military order to the Department of Defense order to the entire military, you have to get vaccinated. They did not exempt the people who've had COVID. And it's not just that they don't need to get the vaccine, if you've had COVID, you have the antibodies, and so the vaccine is dangerous to you if you already have the antibodies. And yet, you can't get anyone in authority to listen and respond to what in the world is driving them to do what they're doing. We'll do a lot more about this, but COVID is a freedom issue, my friends, and we are in a place in America where we should be watching Australia and watching the UK, these otherwise allegedly Western civilization countries, and say, you know what? We can't have that here. Can't have that here. I of the very, very quick story before we uh, wrap up for today, uh, and that just has to do with the ongoing budget in Washington. I don't have a lot of time to tell you this story today. Um, we got started late because we had a little technical difficulty, but I want to just tell you briefly what's happening in Washington, because it's kind of entertaining to watch, and it's also instructive. So the Dems, who just have no end of, of desire to spend money and, and build the tax and, and just you know raise revenue and take money out of the private sector into the federal government, which by the way, is all taxation is is taking money earned privately by citizens and businesses and removing that money from the private sector into the government sector. That's what taxes are. So the Dems have two big bills they're trying to push on that subject. One is the infrastructure bill, which is $1.5 trillion, and to be really, really clear, $1.5 trillion of that portion, of that bill, it's something like 30% at the very most is actually infrastructure. All the rest of it is typical, leftist big spending programs. Everyone wants real infrastructure, you know, bridges, etc., actual fixing of train tracks and all the things they would do. But the most of the infrastructure bill itself is filled with left-wing, you know, uh, unnecessary spending and spending designed to expand the power of government, the control of government in your life. So it's a bill, huge bill all by itself. Then they have the 3.5 trillion. So 3.5 trillion plus 1.5 trillion makes 5 trillion. So the 3.5 trillion is their reconciliation or their planned spending bill, and that bill is filled with not just you know frivolous spending, but truly, truly uh, expansion of totalitarian government power, Green New Deal power, regulation over uh, so much of your life that is just it's almost incomprehensible. So what's happened, even the Democrats who have, you know, they have the House, they have the Senate, they have the White House, they've run into a road bump. And I think it's because many Democrats in Congress and even Democrats in the Senate are recognizing America does not like this lunatic level proposed spending they're realizing the people don't want it. They don't want to see the government go crazy and again, the big economic picture, you know, the, to take money out of the out of the private sector, the bank accounts of the people and the businesses and put it in the government's coffer is just a transfer not just of money, it's a transfer of power. He who has money has the power. The private sector with less money to spend individuals less money to spend, businesses less money to spend. But back to where they are in Washington. So what they tried to do, what this squad, the four socialist members of the US House, they're probably more than socialists, but the four who are you know very, very committed to it, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her little cabal, they were very insistent. They wanted to have both the 3.5 trillion spending bill and the 1.5 infrastructure, and they're both just spending bills, but they wanted them put together and passed together so that you couldn't have people peel off and say, well, I'll support the infrastructure but not the lunatic level 3.5 trillion reconciliation spending bill. They wanted to force a vote to have them together. Or their other choice was they wanted to have the 3.5 trillion lunatic level spending bill voted on first because they figured if the 1.5 trillion of the infrastructure bill were to pass, There'd be many Democrats who'd say, you know what? Uh, I, I just voted yes on a massive spending bill. And I, I can't also vote yes on this other thing. They knew they would lose people. And the Green New Deal is the uh, the you know dream of the left. The Green New Deal has very little to do with the environment and very much to do with the just socialist takeover of America. Know, we're going to have a, a, day, a show sometime I run through it's in the Green New Deal with you. But the point of the um, people in the squad and other leftists was, you know, once you get the, the uh, infrastructure bill done, we, we, you're not going to get people voting for $3.5 trillion, And this is their, this is their um, gold standard, must-have, socialist takeover, loss of American freedom in ways you can't even envision. This is what that bill is. So what's happened was Pelosi, Speaker of the House, trying to humor the Democrats, the, the squad is saying, well, OK. She kind of went along with them. Well, she finally announced Monday, like yesterday, uh, we're not going to get this through, we can't do this, we're going to have to you know, negotiate a little more. We have a few senators on the Democrat side not willing to go uh, full bore lunatic with the left, and so they're worried about losing some support on the Democrat side. And the House side, uh, Nancy Pelosi's hearing from some of her House members, she's got a very, very slim majority, and they're saying, I, you know, we're going to lose the House. That's if we have fair elections, a whole other issue. But they're worried about losing the House because they, they have so many Americans who recognize cannot have this spending bill passed by Democrats because the, the Democrats will be voted out of office in 2022. They know this is true. So now is saying, well, we're going to have to pass the infrastructure first, and then we'll get to that uh, 3.5 trillion thing later, maybe negotiate a few things. So what I'm getting at is, and wrapping up today, and I'll get to my um, white matters too in just a moment. What I'm getting at is, Despite the headlines that make you think that the Democrats are full-bore winning, I mean, they've abandoned the southern border, they have destroyed the integrity of America's southern border, they are abandoning American sovereignty to international organizations, to WHO, to the World Health Organization, to the U.N., they are happily abandoning American policy to international globalist organizations. Uh, They are talking about a massive spending bill uh, and and they're just doing everything you expect a Marxist government to do. The fact is, this is not playing to the American people. This is what Nancy Pelosi, cut to the chase, this is what she is realizing. The American people don't want this. They're going to buck, they're going to oppose. And so she's recognizing she's got to try to, she's got to try to keep the squad happy which is hard, but she's got to recognize because she wants the Democrats in power forever. She wants to make the um, you know she, she wants to make sure they sound sane to the people so they can hold on to the House. The name of this segment I named it zero zero equals three point five trillion is that Biden actually said uh, he who pre- pretending to be president Biden actually said that um, the um, the three point five trillion bill could be accomplished could be accomplished with no addition to the national debt. It won't, it will cost, his words, it will cost America zero. 3.5 trillion will cost America zero, because, says he, of all the new revenue they're going to bring in, all the new taxes, all the new money they're going to take out of the private sector. So he actually said that, that, you know, this 3.5 trillion will cost us zero, It won't add to the debt, to which the obvious answer is, okay, so then why do you have to raise the national debt limit, which is actually coming up on Thursday this week? They have to raise the national debt limit by Thursday. So if you really think it's not going to add to the debt, then why do you have to do that? The fact is the Democrats, and I'm not saying Republicans are very good on spending. They spend too much, too. But right now we're in a place where the Democrats are trying to convince America to go along with lunatic-level spending. And with programs that will just, I mean, we do have to spend a whole day talking about, probably one of my deep dive Mondays, I will dive in and tell you things in the Green New Deal that will just make your hair stand up. You will lose sleep at night understanding what they're trying to do to America. Pelosi knows that deal is horrible, the Green New Deal. She knows the provisions are going to be very unpopular. And this is why the squad was trying to say, you know, just push the whole dang thing through, force it through with infrastructure so we don't have any time uh, to argue and get it all done. And later, you know, famous words of Pelosi, will find out what's in it. But she's, Pelosi's realizing, Speaker Pelosi's realizing the American people are not on board with this and she's having to figure out how to keep, you know, the, the, small cadre of Democrat centrists, the very few there are in Congress and the Senate, happy and still keep the squad happy uh, with the spending bill. So I I will close out by saying on this topic, I think that the Democrats have had a terrible first eight months of the he who pretends to be President Biden's administration. Nothing is going well. The people don't like the border. The people deplore what happened in Afghanistan. The people do not want the spending they are pushing. And they're they're in a place of trying to decide, how do we appear to be reasonable and sane when we're pushing policies that are unreasonable and insane? And so far, they're not succeeding. I close every show by telling you why the stories we talked about today matter to you. So we start out today's first, this first topic propaganda power in the California Sex Change for Kids law. Fresh from defeating recall, Governor Newsom signed legislation adjusting health insurance law, permitting children 12 years of age or over to pursue gender transition without no- and abortion without knowledge or consent of their parents who are the insurance policyholders. Americans must see this radical leftism propaganda for what it is and what it is not. It is not about enlightened advances of science. It's not about an evolution of the concepts of compassion or empathy. It's about a purposeful replacement of a biblical worldview of creation, identity, and family. It is about a worldview that makes man a soulless bundle of flesh and that treats parents as irrelevant and powerless in the raising of their children as subjects to the atheist state. The radical leftist onslaught will not stop until the American people make it stop. Add your voice to the fight. And vaccines, veritas in Australia. Australian government is unhinged, untethered from any sense of honoring freedom or conscience, police, military brutality against the Australian citizens, for COVID lockdown violations is extreme, it's heartless. Are they truly so afraid of COVID? Based on what science, or are they bought off or otherwise intimidated by China? Or, Were the AU government officials simply tyrants in waiting? And COVID ended the waiting. Australians are living out the consequences of having given up their guns. They are largely helpless serfs. But they're beginning to band together to resist. Many observers speculate that what's happening in Australia could happen in America. But the Second Amendment and the American spirit stand in the way. The American people must see and stop this global move toward tyranny. In New York and Massachusetts, Americans are stirring and zero equals 3.5 trillion and other hoaxes, Biden-Pelosi spending proposals are not finding popular polling support. Biden assurances that 3.5 trillion in new spending will cost zero in terms of adding to the debt are simply fatuous. You could find other words, but that's a polite word, treating Americans as stupid. Pelosi's backtrack against the squad now separating infrastructure spending from broader spending and putting infrastructure to a vote first is Pelosi's concession that she doesn't have the votes in her party to pass all of it. Most of this proposed spending is wildly irresponsible. It is simply a raw exercise of wealth and power appropriation from the people to the government." Wealth and power appropriation from the people to the government is what socialists and communists do. The American people must wake up, rise up, and resist. History suggests freedom once lost is never regained. And that, my very fine friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to America Can We Talk every Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Central Time, where I always talk truth about America, because America matters. And I'll talk to you next time.
1: Like can you hear us now? america can we talk truth about america